a humanitarian crisis, the way we're responding to people, their personhood and their dignity, that's the issue, not the amount of people. That's a quote from time.com. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. Welcome in. We've been wondering and worrying about the unaccompanied minors at the southern border. So much worry. Why are there so many child migrants coming into the U.S. right now? Some come with parents or guardians and are separated when they arrive. Others are actually making that treacherous journey from their home countries to the United States alone. How are they faring? What does the United States do with them when they get here? And then what? Those are a lot of good questions. So let's look into it. Let's start with why so many children are leaving their families, making difficult life endangering trips up through Mexico to get to our Southern border. It's like a, a thousand mile trek. Yeah. There are a few main reasons this is happening. The first is that there were two huge devastating hurricanes in Central America last year. That was a serious problem. Hurricanes Eta and Iota came back to back and really slammed them. They affected a total of over 8 million people. It caused a lot of damage, ruined homes and lifestyles and opportunities for work. You could argue that they're related to climate change, which is one of the big reasons so many people, not just children, are flocking north. I would definitely argue that. The coronavirus pandemic is another reason there's been so much northern movement. There are children who've lost their parents and see that their only opportunity for a future is in risking their lives to come north. The pandemic has created a lot of job loss and affected the availability of jobs overall. And of course, since President Biden came into office, word has spread that he'd be kinder than the last president who, you may recall, separated parents and children and held them for extended periods of time, squeezed together in cells with terrible conditions. And to this day, there's a search continuing to try to find the parents of many, many children. But currently when children show up by themselves now, they are treated better than they were in the past four years and that news has spread. Yeah, the immigration system was basically destroyed by the previous administration. At least the current one doesn't immediately send back unaccompanied children under 18, but there are still huge challenges for these kids and for their parents, families, and sponsors as well. Under Title 42, a pandemic-related health order, Trump was automatically deporting anyone crossing the border but the Biden administration is allowing unaccompanied children under 18 to enter while their claims are processed. The majority of them are teenage boys, although hundreds are under 12 and some are as young as one. Most are traveling to meet family who have already migrated to the United States. Just to give you an idea of what they're dealing with, in this past March alone, the Border Patrol encountered almost 19,000 unaccompanied minors at the border. That is a much bigger number 
than even the month before. By the end of April, there were over 22,000 kids in the Department of Health and Human Services or HHS custody. Things are getting dire. This isn't the first time we've had a surge of unaccompanied migrant children, but this is the biggest. There were some similar crises with Obama in 2014 and in 2018 and 19 under Trump. Of course, we reached the record high numbers of unaccompanied migrant children held in jail-like cells by US Customs and Border Protection under Trump. So the number of unaccompanied children at the border have far exceeded previous numbers and the numbers of them held for too long in cages has decreased significantly, but still not enough. These kinds of places where they're held in detention are no place for any person, much less a child. They've come here to seek protection. Right. At least they're no longer being turned away as soon as they get here. True. They're making a very dangerous thousand mile trek. Biden is trying to offer ways for migrants to apply for asylum from their home countries so they don't have to do that. But they often have to get out right away and make the trek anyway, because many are fleeing for their lives from poverty and gang or community related violence. There's also a lot of political unrest in the countries they come from and often a lot of gang activity and corruption. Some people believe that these people deserve whatever treatment they get because they aren't American citizens. But people also use that argument to rationalize how black people were treated. Seems like a new version of the same thing. But at least we're starting somewhere and it's good with the kids because they are traumatized children and they need immediate attention and protection. At least they're getting some now. Yeah. Biden is also trying to fast track the ability of parents or guardians to be reunited with their children while they await determination of their status instead of having to wait through the whole process while remaining separated. Hundreds of personnel are being trained right now to help with case management in general and with the reunification of children with their US sponsors or family members specifically. Unaccompanied children arriving at the border are first picked up by border patrol or they present themselves at port of entry. Their information is entered into government databases to track their cases. Then they're kept in customs and border protection facilities and they're supposed to be transferred within 72 hours to the Office of Refugee Resettlement. That usually means transferring them from the Department of Homeland Security to the Department of Health and Human Services. Once that happens and children are in the custody of Health and Human Services, specifically the Office of Refugee Resettlement, they're supposed to be placed in licensed childcare facilities until they're finally released to sponsors. According to CNN, typically after being taken into border patrol custody, unaccompanied children have to be turned over within 72 hours to HHS, barring exceptional circumstances. But amid the coronavirus pandemic, the department has initially been operating under reduced capacity, resulting in fewer beds available for minors arriving at the United States southern border. At least 5,000 children have been kept over that legal limit of 72 hours established by the Flores Agreement, which mandates basic protections for children in Customs and Border Patrol custody. They're supposed to be transferred to the custody of health officials in the Office of Refugee Resettlement by then, but CBP has been too overwhelmed. It's a humanitarian crisis. The way we're responding to people 
their personhood and their dignity. That's the issue, not the amount of people. That's a quote from time.com. The 72 hour thing can be waived in exceptional circumstances and surely this counts with the pandemic and other things, but we still want children to be moved along this process as quickly as possible. The department of HHS has opened a bunch of new facilities to try to keep up with this influx. They care for all children until they're released to their sponsor, usually a parent or close relative. And while they wait for their immigration proceedings, the children can also leave HHS if they go back to their country, turn 18 or get legal immigration status. The same procedure applies for children who've been separated from parents for other reasons, such as when it's deemed unsafe for the child to stay with the parent, when the parent is waiting for their own trial, or if they're convicted of a criminal offense. In addition to housing, ORR pays for and provides food, clothing, education, medical screening, and any other needed care to the children. So there are restrictions on media coverage, presumably due to the need for privacy for the children. The addresses aren't made public for security and privacy reasons, but there has to be some oversight in there. There's oversight, but it's by related organizations, not independent or public ones. There's been evidence of the inhumane treatment of migrant children in detention centers. Migrants are stuffed into small areas and cells without reliable access to food and water. Some reports of children with no access to regular meals, clean clothes, a chance to bathe or medical care. And children have died while in immigration custody. So we still need more safe licensed places for the children to be housed. And most importantly, cutting down the time it takes to get them to their longer term living situation with a parent, guardian, sponsor, or foster family when there's no other option. Right. And the U.S. also has a responsibility to deal with many of the reasons people are migrating north in the first place. Climate change isn't solely our fault, but we have a responsibility to do all we can to help mitigate its effects here and around the world. Also, the corruption and violence in these countries is often the consequence of U.S. support or policy. U.S. imperialism right there. Exactly. <laughs> the average time it it's now taking for children to be re reunited with a sponsor came down to 29 days from 40 days in February. And children being reunited with a parent or guardian is taking about 22 days. This sounds relatively good, but not really. This still has children alone in a facility for three to four weeks. Can you imagine being separated this way from your child? I don't think I could bear it now and my children are young adults. But to know they were languishing like this would break my heart and be super scary. Yeah, especially for younger children. I mean, they don't even understand what's going on. Yeah. On March 30th of this year, journalists were allowed to visit the child migrant facilities for the first time since Biden took office. Before that, there were some reports from lawyers assigned to the children about the conditions. In a temporary tent city set up by the government in Texas, Children are huddled together with foil blankets laying on the floor. This facility and apparently others are seriously overcrowded. This one has about a thousand children. During at least one visit, the older children were being fingerprinted and photographed while the younger children were in a large playpen. The conditions were cramped. There wasn't enough room for social distancing at all. 
their access to basic necessities such as sunshine and soap was inadequate. It's a big challenge to keep all these children safe and protected. So some of the facilities used by Trump are being renovated and used again to deal with this overcrowding. The CDC said months ago that these facilities could open at 100% capacity, which seemed a bit too soon as far as I'm concerned. It's only once they're released to sponsors, including foster families, that the children can attend school in the community and be a part of it while they await final determination of their status. At that point, they can pursue asylum cases, try to find other ways to remain in the United States or potentially be deported. Oh, wow. I would hate to see a kid who's trekked a thousand miles risking his life every minute to be deported. So we're not sending kids back or putting them in cages and we're moving them through quicker. But one of the current problems is that emergency shelters don't necessarily have to follow certain guidelines because they're waived during emergencies. So even in facilities that are safe, secure, and sanitary, being in a type of detention can be very harmful to children. Um, I had read somewhere, someone said, you know, it's the same kind of treatment American children get in detention or foster families, but we all know that that's not good either. <laughs> mm -mm. So fortunately, most children have some family or relative that they go to. It just needs to happen faster. And also the children without sponsors apparently often have the highest mental health needs and other challenges. So they end up in even more restrictive facilities while they're in custody. And it becomes harder to place them in foster care because people don't want those children. Yeah, it's just so awful. There's unimaginable violence in the countries from which these children are fleeing. Most of them are from countries in South America, um, mostly Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras, and the rest are from Mexico. They have some of the highest child homicide rates in the world. While the children are traumatized, stressed, and worried, they reportedly also have hope and hopefully some resilience. Many have suffered severe exploitation along the way too. Yeah, so hard to think about. Yeah. But children at the border, like all children, deserve love and safety and support. Why not welcome them into our country and our communities? Except for the first people who were already here when the invaders arrived from Europe, none of us owned this place when our ancestors got here, yet everyone wants to be the last ones welcomed in. That's a good point. We just keep wanting to close the door behind us. Yeah. Some of the things that need to be done include our role in the climate crisis and using economic development and technology to help change the conditions in the countries of origin that are driving people out. Children need more care than adults and care costs money. Uh, Save the Children at savethechildren.org is an organization that works for the well-being of all children and does include the unaccompanied children crossing the U.S.-Mexico border. They've worked in Latin America for many years, addressing the root causes that force children to flee their homes. And the Women's Refugee Commission at womensrefugeecommission.org has also been fighting for migrant children for years. They work to hold the government accountable and ensure that the children and families are treated humanely and fairly. We need to protect and welcome the children and give them access to critical services and a safe home as soon as possible. Our work has to promote compassion, empathy, and education. 
Listeners can help unaccompanied children at the border through donations, advocacy, or even applying to become a foster parent. The Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service at lirs.org is one of the Office of Refugee Resettlement Partners that vets sponsors and helps to place children who have no sponsor. And Bethany Christian Services also places migrant children in foster care. It's bethany.org. There may be some issues with the religious-based foster care programs, such as Bethany, because they take race into account. They don't want to place people of a different race together. To me, that sounds ridiculous. In the best interest of the child. And also LGBTQ people can't adopt or foster through them. So there are some limitations, but but definitely Google around and look into the options if fostering is something you're interested in. Yes, what a wonderful thing that would be. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Till next time. Take care. <laughs>